You are listening to a very special Ignite Radio Live favorite flashback. To listen to other great programs, go to IgniteRadioLive.com. And this time of year, please consider partnering with us. Click on that Partner tab at IgniteRadioLive.com. There's no place like home. Take me home. I'm going home. God bless us, everyone. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to episode two of the Family Road Trip Podcast Winter Wonderland Edition. I'll be home for Christmas. What's on? What's on? Inconceivable. You never know what you're going to get. We're on a mission from God. You are with Greg and Stephanie Schleter and our awesome and courageous, way cool couples. Steph, why are they heroic? So they have committed to um, once a week meeting with their family a set mm-hmm. time to do the Livet Gathering Guide together, which can be found at presentsforchristmas.com. Awesome. So as a way to encourage you wonderful people who are along the road trip with us into the heart of Christ Mass, we have a free Chick-fil-A family challenge for you. Awesome. That's right. Um, We will have, at the end of this program, posted the eight trivia questions corresponding to tonight. And if you get them right, you get entered into a chance to win free Chick-fil-A for the family. So, did it last week for last week's episode one. So, question one was, what are Stephanie's two most memorable Christmas presents from childhood? And I was tempted to say chainsaw and assault rifle because it's just your personality. You had nine brothers and just, you know, you're... But we're going to go through these quickly. Yeah, we are. We right. So what what did you say, Stephanie? Uh, Pringles and a baby doll. Awesome. Question two. How many personal saints do the Finleys have in heaven? And of course, you're referring to the beautiful testimony of the Finleys sharing the number of miscarriages who are eternal souls to really call upon those maybe brothers or sisters, aunts or uncles, but you parents who've suffered through the tragedy of a loss, Stephanie and I have also, know that they are in heaven. The Finleys, amazing, have 13 personal saints in heaven. Question three, which version of the Christmas carol does the God bless us everyone come from? God bless us everyone. My favorite, The Muppet Christmas Carol. Yep, the best. Question four, what is one way Teresa Grodi wants to grow in this seven-week adventure? Now, I would have guessed Fortnite level. I mean, just, she strikes me <laughs> as a gamer. Anyways, what, what was Wrong. the answer? Tenderness. With a little love and some tenderness We'll walk upon the water Which, folks, go back and listen to that. It was all beautiful. I encourage you, if you haven't listened to last week's podcast, for many reasons to go and listen to it, but that part in particular. Pregunta Cinco, going bilingual here. Whom does Mike Waskovich hope will take care of him when he's old? I can tell you it was not Jack Kevorkian. I thought it was funny. You did not not want me to put that in there. Not funny. Um, But who, His five beautiful daughters. Yep. Number six, which song recurs throughout the episode? Steph, did you even know that? Would you have gotten that one right? I would, because you know I really like the, tr- well, I would have seen the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. I would okay. Have known, so. Which is kind of a theme throughout this whole series. You will hear that again and again. Unfortunately, your chance at getting that question correct was solitary. That was last week. But that's why you're listening closely to this that's week's, because right. you want this Chick-fil-A for your family. 
what is the color, Steph, of the Blazik's new home, which we should know because it shines brightly through the thick woods that are behind <laughs> us. It is seen from the satellites along with the Great oh, Wall of China. It is a beautiful canary yellow. Which I actually added canary yellow. I hopefully, hopefully they're not offended by that, but it's good. It's a good color. It's a great color. And finally, we actually made them do a little work besides just listening to the episode. We directed them to the family gathering guide, and we asked the question, what is your answer to question 13 of the Live It Gathering Guide? And there's a link there, so you can go there and see. And the question is basically, what do you like most about your home? And of course, we had various answers for that if people had gone. So folks, we had a number of close contenders. We are so grateful for all of you who did answer the questions. But ding, 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 we do have a winner. And uh, everybody put your hands together for the wonderful Pat Fry out of Huron, Ohio. What does she win, Steph? She wins Chick-fil-A for her fam. So good to have you all here with us tonight, along with us on the Family Road Trip Podcast. And we're going to begin tonight, the second stop of our seven-week journey, by just asking a fun question of each of our wonderful sojourners. And so beginning with the Waskoviches, each of you get to answer the question, what's a favorite movie that has had an impact on your life and why? Well, the movie I... I came up with it was last holiday with Queen Latifah. She got this uh, diagnosis that she had a brain virus, and um, instead of being depressed or anything, she she out her dreams. She went. She had saved a lot of money. She, she became like her true self, and she wasn't afraid. And she was very honest. And uh, she ended up by being so honest and, and nice about it changing a lot of bad people that were around her. She's phenomenal. I think Queen Latifah is very gifted. I don't even know who Queen Latifah yeah. is. You I've heard do. the name. You if you saw her. <laughs> you just like to say the name, but it's not as cool. Who to gets the name? Is that her, like her real name? Like she was named Queen? Like her baptismal certificate <laughs> says Queen? And the cool name is not quite as cool as Waskovich. But That's true. We'll take it. <laughs> queen Waskovich. Mike- you are like the Queen Waskovich. <laughs> That's true. Queen think- Janine. Queen Janine! Yes! <laughs> okay, Mike, you better jump in quickly. I'm just saying. What is your movie, uh, Michael? All right. So it was a very predictable. I actually asked the kids, hey, what do you think my favorite movie is? Would you be willing to trade all the days from this day to that for one chance, just one chance, to come back here and tell our enemies that they may take our lives, but they'll never take Oh, freedom! And everyone, without hesitation, said, Braveheart. Freedom! Uh, great military battles. The best brogue is amazing. Probably I've watched it 150 times. <laughs> I can quote that movie. It's needful to say a line, and I, I always follow it. The best part of the movie, though, is here he's a, a humble person. He could have taken on hood. He could have been given land and title. He threw all that away for something for something more. It's awesome. Awesome. Wonderful. Good choices. Blazix. So mine, um, I wouldn't say that it's had an impact on my life as to where it's these movies that you always talk about or think about, Mm -hmm. but it's more of a family memory that I will always cherish, but it is the movie While You Were Sleeping. And because that is the movie that my sisters, my mom, and my um, grandma, we call her Kiki, would 
try and watch every winter. Oh. And since losing her this summer, it's just one of those movies that I'll always just cherish those memories, even though it's not, I mean, it's just kind of one of those chick flick movies, but it will be That's something okay. that we'll always have together for memories with us. Drew, are you playing with the rattlesnake again? He's doing the dishes, which don't let, do not oh, I will not stop, stop that. I will dishes. not impede that. We're <laughs> keeping it real here. Sorry, I was, right. I was getting some water. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Jesse, that's very moving. And to have that connection and that memory and to be able to share that together for years to come is a real gift. Drew. Just like Mike, my favorite movie is Braveheart. So I've watched it. Uh, it's got to be close to 20 times. And <laughs> yes. I try to watch it with somebody that hasn't seen it. And every time I watch it with someone that hasn't seen it, it feels like a first time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I would say ever, ever since I was young, it was just that 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 scene when all uh, William Wallace wanted to do is raise a family. And his uh, uh, people came to him and asked him to show up to uh, show someone of an army against English. And then he didn't want to do it. And then... He was pushed to fight, and just that that feeling that you're willing to uh, sacrifice and give up something that you want, because you know it's it's something greater than you. And I always that's why I just love about the movie. Every man dies, not every man really lives. Finley's favorite movies and how they have impacted you. When I was thinking through this, I was trying to find a movie that actually that like really impacted me, and uh, I ended up with uh, To Hell and Back. The Audie Murphy story, hmm. and that was—I uh, I don't know if you're familiar with him. No, but he was a—he was a World War II hero, um, and wow. he was the eldest of a large family, and he was kind of the head of the household. Um, his father left uh, the family at a young age, but anyways, World War II breaks out. He enlists. He's small guy, you know. He kind of gets, you know, rejected a few times, but gets in. And then uh, ends up being one of the most decorated soldiers of World War II. Wow. And, uh, but then he has a, a tremendous difficulty with PTSD afterwards. Mm. But um, anyway, so it, as a child, when I was growing up, I loved to watch war movies with my dad. And uh, it was, you know, probably like 9, 10, or 11 in that range. We were watching it, and it dawned on me, like, wow, a lot of guys that go to war don't come back. And, mm. you know, that could be me. And so it was like a, a sense of my first sense of my mortality, I mm-hmm. guess. And that kind of stayed with me as I uh, grew up from that point. That's powerful. And of course, very Christic at a young age to think about sacrificing self for the good of other and the occasion for which we celebrated yesterday. And let's just say this whole week and hopefully in our lives of thanking those who've given, paid the ultimate price and you know, like Saving Private Ryan, we who've inherited that great inheritance, are we making it worth it with our lives? It's a challenge we all ought to have, but th- thanks so much, Steve. Lorna. Okay, so for me, um, my movie is Nacho Libre. Anyways, I was wondering if you would like to join me in my quarters this night for some toast. <laughs> it is not. <laughs> it is. It is, but the reasoning behind it is... Um, is the humor. Um, when that movie came out, um, I was struggling. Well, it was on DVD, and I was struggling hard with grief and having a, just a hard time. And I remember um, reluctantly um, joining the family to watch the movie. I don't know. I remember um, I might have actually been in the process of 
miscarrying, so it was mm. harder than even the aftermath. And it was just one of those movies that it was ridiculous and it made me laugh. There is no flavor. There are no spices. Where are the chips? Somebody stole them. Did you not tell them that they were the Lord's chips? And I really needed that laughter um, in that time. And that's one of the things that is is the most healing thing mm. is, is just to be able to laugh. Chancho, when you are a man, sometimes you wear stretchy pants in your room. It's for fun. Has Steve found in his stocking or under the tree yet, though, the gift of tights and a cape? <laughs> you don't have well, to answer he, that question. Steve, cover cover your ears. I want to see Steve get that he gift. Does, and I want to see, I want to see a picture. No, I don't want to see a picture. Erase. Erase. He'll knock on the boys' door and say, boys, I want to borrow your sweats. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Finley's. Grown eyes. Okay, well, I'm going to cheat and say four movies, but there's a specific reason why. There's a you specific got reason it. Why. There's a theme it's, that is woven through. Yeah, them. well, it's because it's so my my dad and my my grandmother uh, were big movie people. My, my grandma had lots of big collection of movies at her house, and I grew up. I was homeschooled, and so I spent a lot of time kind of soaking up the culture of my parents and my grandparents, their music, their movies. I was really into old movies and musicals and things when I was a kid. Hmm. But there, there are four movies that I want to mention because in my mind, I got them all confused. And I could re- never remember which was which when I was a young boy because they all had heroic manly priests. Mm. Um, one is Keys to the Kingdom mm-hmm. uh, starring Gregory Peck. Another one was Scarlet in the Black. Starring Gregory starring Peck. Starring Gregory Peck as the priest. <laughs> yes. Another one was Boys Town starring Spencer Tracy yes. as the priest. And the fourth one was called The Hoodlum Priest, and I don't remember who played the priest in that one. Huh, I don't know that but, one. But I, I watched them all when I was a younger a younger boy, before I could really knew the actors and really you know could, could conceptualize where these movies were coming from. But at, at that period in Hollywood, when you portrayed a Catholic priest, they were manly, strong, mm-hmm. virtuous, impressive men. Yep. Yes. And so... These, these collection of these manly priests in these movies impressed themselves on me. And in my mind, there was just like those priest movies. And I could never remember what they were called. And I, could ne- I couldn't tell them apart because I kept forgetting which was which. But I remember watching them over and over and going back to them uh, because I was impressed as a young man with that's, those Catholic priests. That's it. awesome. Love and it. would your dear brother, Petra, otherwise known as Kefa, otherwise known as Peter, the deacon now, uh, would otherwise he, known as the little tiny rock. There, you're right. Would he? Um, <laughs> would he have been? Uh, would he have been similarly influenced? Would he attribute some of his uh, formation somewhat to the great examples in those movies? Do you think? I'd have to ask him, but I'm I'm sure that it's there somewhere because we we watched all those all those movies together as kids, and we we watched them over and over. You know, we yes. we really got into these these older movies. Um, yeah, love awesome. it. So good. Some of my favorites, also, John Mark. Teresa, the movie that first came to my head was also While You Were Sleeping. Ah. <laughs> uh, actually, it's funny. Um, I chose my confirmation saint because it was the main character's name in the movie, hmm. Lucy. And that's how religious I was at that point going to Catholic <laughs> school. <laughs> I liked the story of St. Agnes, but I didn't want Agnes as my middle name. And so I chose Lucy, who had a similar name. And later on in my life, I 
promised the name Lucy to my firstborn daughter. Mm. Um, and so now, not only is my confirmation St. Lucy, but my second daughter's name is Lucy because of while you were sleeping. That's what awesome. Wonderful. First daughter, second Sorry, first daughter, second daughter. <laughs> first daughter, second daughter. You're taking that invitation to have that glass of wine during the Family Road Trip podcast. I Seriously, aren't am. you? That's, that's good. awesome. That, that makes my heart so happy. That, that's really cool. That's really cool. <laughs> Folks, we encourage you to join us every Tuesday night and Saturday at 2 for this Family Road Trip podcast. We had the first round here with our four sojourners on this journey and the second stop, each sharing a movie. I invite you to think about what might be a movie that has impacted your lives. Talk about it. Uh, with your spouse or with your children. Or what um, four movies. Exactly, or what four <laughs> movies and what the theme is that traces them. Yes. No, but Pope St. John Paul II, of course, had a profound love for drama. He was an actor himself, rhapsodic theater. And he understood that all of life, in a sense, is an ultimate drama, participation in the Trinity. Uh, and each of us are not just spectators sitting in a seat, but we're participants in an ultimate drama of life, death, resurrection, and Pentecost. It's interesting to think about that, that right now, now, the ordinary circumstances that we may think are inconsequential are custom-designed, God-designed for deeper intimacy with Him. So let's face it, it's not all smooth going the way we'd like it to be, but what would a movie be if it was all smooth going, if there weren't the challenges, the edginess, if we didn't go through sort of a, um, a cauldron, a fire, a challenge that makes us stronger coming out on the other side, knowing our identity better and uh, flowing from that flowing our mission. So let's pray about that and think about that, especially during this adventure, this ad- Advent season. It's sort of a custom episode for us to anticipate Christ's coming again um, in the eschatological grand scheme of things while celebrating that he is with us. And on that note, just a quick commercial. Which of us don't like road trips and kind of fixing our eyes on a destination and making it all the more consequential? So, Steph, what is that destination? We invite you to return to Bethlehem with us. And what is that? You may recognize the words, presents for Christmas. That is the theme this year, Return to Bethlehem. So what's really unique about this is, first of all, it's in a beautiful country parish that's near Holy Trinity. Mary Grove Immaculate Conception, it'll take place there. Number two, it begins at 7 p.m. to 8.15 on Tuesdays before Christmas, and it's comprised of kind of two movements, if you will. The first, we kind of call anticipation. Those of you who are familiar with the burning bush, we will process with our candles, but Jesus will not in that first part be exposed because why we're increasing anticipation it'll involve uh, over the three consecutive weeks three themes for marriage and family presented by three different couples the first week on december 6th stephanie and i will talk about family freedom sharing a brief story along with worship the next week december 13th andrew and Brittany reinhardt will share stories and set the stage on the theme of family formation and then the final tuesday before christmas the hunter brinkers brett and ellen will share on the theme of family fruitfulness so that'll be the first part of each night then awesome lights go out and we're going to go into that solemn uh, experience of adoration traditional adoration jesus before us so where the first one is called anticipation the second part is called emmanuel we're asking you to register there's limited capacity so please register for free right now at presentsforchristmas.com presentsforchristmas.com 
And calendars fill up quickly, especially during the holiday season or just the craziness of it, right? So we really do ask you to get it on your calendar, commit to it. Let that be your Advent sacrifice, your Advent commitment as a family Um, in your preparation for Christmas along the busyness of all the externals. We need to go internal. You are listening to a very special Ignite Radio Live favorite flashback. To listen to other great programs, go to IgniteRadioLive.com. And this time of year, please consider partnering with us. Click on that partner tab at IgniteRadioLive.com. We're on a mission from God. So I know you guys did some practice rounds of the Live It Gathering Guide with your family. Last week we talked about some of the obstacles that might stand in the way. And in earnest, you dove in this past week in general. How did it go? To admit it's getting better, better, little better, all the time. Beginning with the Waskovich. I to admit it's getting better, it's getting better. I think it went really great. Um, the kids are really listening and answering questions, and they all want to participate. Awesome. So. I'm very happy with that. Our second oldest actually joined via FaceTime. Oh, oh fun. That's awesome. That's awesome. From North yeah. Carolina, the college right. student. You got one up on us because I've wanted to set this up for our those who are not leftovers, as my, my dad fondly refers to the younger three versus the older three. He calls them leftovers. And Steph was initially miffed, but they, they actually like that phraseology. So I call them leftovers. But we've wanted to connect with the older three and do this and just haven't been able to pull it off. So you guys, you know, you got mega kudos, mega dittos from the Schleters here for pulling off at least one of those guys. That's great. Share with us, each of you, one blessing that is evident that came from your livid gathering? Well, I would say during the middle of the week, we usually do our gathering on Saturday just because of my husband's home. You know, during the chaos, fighting. Braveheart. (laughs) Are we really living it? Like, guys, you know, what do you, are you thinking about what you're going to say on Saturday? Like, makes us think about it, you know, gave us a pregnant pause and and things changed. Mm -hmm. So just a context of accountability. That's awesome. Absolutely. That's very cool. Michael. Yeah, I would say that I can tell uh, in my uh, son, he's, uh, what, 14, uh, freshman in high school. He's maturing here in the last couple weeks. And some of it has to do with his younger sisters. Natalie, who is 11, uh, they're looking at each other in the eyes and they're talking and listening to each other. When one is apologizing or one is saying, hey, I really think he did such a great job with that. I feel like they're intentionally thinking about it throughout the week because when it comes to our gathering, they want to have some fun and, and enjoyable things to say about each other. So I just see a maturing in pretty immature people. <laughs> so folks, you are out there listening with the witness of the Waskoviches here with a brood. Eight children? I don't like that I forget. word. So I'm going to correct that brood. What's wrong with brood? It just has a negative connotation. Does it really? Yes. Okay. I strike brood with a great herd. Uh. No, not herd. You're looking at me. <laughs> a wonderful clan. Clans a gaggle? We'll stick with... A, How about a what? A gaggle. Gaggle. A gaggle. <laughs> I like that. That works too. We're, we're all good with that, folks. Just keeping it real, keeping it alive, and hopefully you out there in your homes are doing the same because that defines this journey that we have. Come together. 
very moved by Pope Benedict's trilogy, Jesus of Nazareth. And the heart of that three-part series, which of course is unveiling in a beautiful way the Gospels as Christ intended, not how we want to imagine they should be to fit our own needs, but what did Christ intend? That's Benedict's project, Jesus of Nazareth. And the heart of that is simply this, the heart of ritual and religion is relationship. And that's what you hear the Waskoviches speaking about, that they're opening the door among their kids who may be familiar with the ritual and the religion and have done many good things before, but together we're being given permission to say, well, what is the relational heart of this with one another, God alive in one another, and certainly with God. So I thank you both for that fabulous testimony. And I love that it's in the ordinary. Too often we get caught up in these big moments or conference or youth group event or this, that, or the other thing, but just in the ordinary daily grind, and that's where it counts. And when we're able to give that to our kids, what a grace and gift and an, a uh, true, truly taking our parental role, forming souls seriously. Blazik, share with us, uh, how did it go, first of all? I'd say uh, first uh, that we were kind of offended by the yellow comment of our house. Made earlier. <laughs> I'll send you I was, a box I was of triggered. tissues. It, it we, triggered me, so. <laughs> we need to just clarify that we bought it this way we did not choose the color <laughs> i like the color i love yeah. that we can see it through the woods now that the leaves are gone too it's great you're making your mark uh, on the world yeah we we planned it out we, we told him um it was on saturday that we did it but christian he's uh, or uh, cole he's four years old he really wanted to participate uh um he sat down really good and then and then uh brayden he was the tough one uh, right away when he knew we were doing something that was different. He's like, no, I don't want to do it. And he kind of walked off and got upset. We we didn't want to get upset or show emotion about it. And we just kind of kept on doing it, asking questions. And he would kind of pop his head back in, see what we're doing. And go, oh, I don't want to do this and go back out again. <laughs> During the time, Cole, he was he was answering the questions. And I think, I think some of the questions he was uh, answering kind of opened up uh, Avery to uh, do it. And then he just had really sweet answers to uh, who to pray for, who, what he's going to work on this week. And then um, halfway through, maybe a little over half, Braden kind of came around and <laughs> came in there again. And then all of a sudden he like changed and just wanted to participate, ask the questions. Then he was like, oh, I'll choose number 13 or 10. And he wanted to do more. So it, it was, you know, I kind of expected that, uh, uh, you know, first time, I think, sure. especially with Braden. It's kind of a tough one. Well, God bless you guys for just hanging in there and that perseverance. I respect the strategy, too. It's a style, and God equipped you, appointed you, and anointed you as parents to know what would work. I'm probably more of the expectation, make them do it kind of thing in general. But I think the fact that you um, were attuned to his heart and that you knew he was going to be drawn eventually, you know, that's good advice for, I think, all parents out there to maybe consider you know, how they might engage their kids that they just create that center. They're going to want to be part of the family and where they're at. Right. And, and how really many, neat. how many would have given up at the beginning, you know, and you guys again hung in there and who knows the, the soil that was, you know, tilled a little bit for next time or for a conversation that would come throughout the week or whatever. So mm-hmm. kudos to you guys. What was an unexpected blessing from this gathering? I think that it was seeing Cole really open up. And so we haven't had a lot of time throughout the week since we just did ours on Saturday. So I'm just kind of referring to our, like, during the gathering itself. Mm -hmm. And to see 
to where he's like when we try and do a rosary with the family, he's kind of our squirrely one that will get up and <laughs> move over one. here and do this and just kind of flip over couches. And so to see him really sit and be focused and want to um, really give heartfelt answers was very cool to see from him. That's, That's awesome. Great. Drew. I, I saw it in Braden's face. Braden's the one that um, of our kids probably gets in trouble the most, and and he he'd be the one that we can lose our temper more towards him. So it felt good that um, uh, I got to apologize to him in front of the other kids, mm. saying, "You know what? I make sure I don't lose my temper or get mad or you know be better disciplined." But I've done it before with him. It kind of I think it was one out one. Uh, in one ear out the other but I think this time doing it in front of other people I saw his face and I saw it kind of like trying not to smile kind of a funny look uh, yes. like trying to hold it in yeah I love yeah. that look yeah, it's yeah. A great look. Um, so I, I thought that was kind of good just do just doing it in front of the other kids and I think and the other blessings like what Jesse said is just hearing Cole talk about different stuff and he wanted to help and uh, think about his friends and I think that really opened up Braden and Avery to start talking like that too. Blazik's awesome testimony and just uh, thank you for the witness of that. Findley's share with us, how did it go with you guys week one? You know, it's kind of like the best laid plans of mice and men, right? <laughs> Can't um, wait for this. <laughs> you know, we started with just the general questions and we did uh, some of the family Q&A stuff and that was nice for the kids. There was uh, some anxiety with the little ones that they wanted to get through this quick this week because they wanted to have a movie night uh-huh. and sometimes when we get going with the lit guide we can you know go on for two three hours did the apologies there was some good good fruit there so what what is a story that may have particularly touched either of you or both of you from this lit gathering so when we started uh things weren't the most peaceful one of our children <laughs> was fighting <laughs> with another child and um, there was just drama and you know I was getting tired <laughs> and uh, Emma was um, playing with a toy and so we okay with it but then when we went to actually begin in prayer of course she should not be playing during that prayer and my reaction <laughs> was just to grab it grab it from her because I got so frustrated and I was like oh oh geez and of course She's such a sweet, dear heart that she was like, oh, you know, like, I'm so wrong. And so, you know, those apologies, I mean, of course, instantly I, I told her I was sorry and I consoled her. And Michael just thought it was a riot because, you know, it's always fun to see, right? to see oh, me. I... Yeah, but uh, exactly. I told you she shouldn't right, have it. Right. But, um, but anyway, so, but then it was a great opportunity with the apologies. To, and it was endearing because of because I didn't expect it, but Michael actually said he was sorry oh. to you know, and um, and and uh, I um, of course had the opportunity to again you know point out that I have my faults there there they are for you all to right, see, right. and I have the fruit of um, this experience with us the times that we've done it is always you know I, I knew when it happened I was like I I know this is, is gonna be a good thing that we're doing this because we will, this 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 is needed. You know that even though it's hard to sit down and everybody's bickering and stuff, that's just part of family and 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 stuff. But it, it was beautiful. And apologizing so. always makes you stronger. 
So oh, I yeah. thank you for that witness and fosters that vulnerability. So great witness. Keep me searching for a heart of gold. And I'm getting old. Steve. Emma, our little one, is very shy. And so a lot of times when she shares while we're doing the lit group is, you know, she'll whisper in Lorna's ear. And then Lorna will relay, you know, what Emma is sharing with us. Um, And this time, she actually, as we were doing the apologies, she verbalized herself aloud to everybody that I'm sorry. And so that was, I mean, it was small, but it was kind of a really big step for her. Wow, heartwarming. And as you said, Steve, last week, you wanted to see her help her find her voice and had hoped that she would maybe graduate from speaking in your ear to a comfort level of being part of the community and heard and listened to. And the fact that that step was made, that for those who listened last week, that's that's a significant step. So that's beautiful. I've been a minor for a heart of You are listening to a very special Ignite Radio Live favorite flashback. To listen to other great programs, go to IgniteRadioLive.com. And this time of year, please consider partnering with us. Click on that partner tab at IgniteRadioLive.com. So Grodai's a little overview from your week one of the Family Road Trip podcast. Well, so like Denmark said last week, we kind of cheated and started doing this a couple weeks early. Um, so this Overachievers. was probably week three. this is probably week three for us Um, and so the kids knew what we were doing and this week because we held off dessert until after they were like oh (laughs) so maybe next week we'll do dessert first so they're not whining about how long it's taking (laughs) right right Um, but no it went really well and everybody um, we asked this week what they liked the most and they said the questions of course they love answering the questions that's, That's so cool. Um, and the apologies. And the apologies. They love the apologies. Um, they love the apologies, and they remind us throughout the week what we need to remember. <laughs> That's great. That's, That's great. sweet. Wonderful. No, it went wonderful. Great. Praise God. So what would be an unexpected blessing from each of you um, during your time together? At a different meal, I think a, a night or two later after the discussion this week, um, I think Teresa had had to leave the dinner to go nurse, and so I was there with all the kids, and they were getting crazy and goofy as they always do. And so I had Dominic grab the the questions that are up in our little shrine area, mm. and we just started doing a few. And again, the, for the first few weeks, we'd had the little girls, um, you know, go play a little bit so that we kind of, you know, on on ramp the older kids and mm-hmm. get them accustomed to it. But we had both little girls there with the table, and so. Uh, we were including them in it, and one uh, Cecilia. So she's the she's the third child, right? She's the yeah. you know, third oldest. <laughs> she she's very verbal, and so she she got very into it, and that was that was cool. The next one down, Philomena, is just barely starting to talk yet. It's just individual words, and then oh. a whole lot of babbling. So if we had a kind of a fun time getting around the circle, getting to her, and asking her the question, even though I don't really think she gets it, and then just to have her babble about it and that's great. only the angels know what she's actually saying that's but. right how beautiful is that that's awesome so that was that was cool and then because we did that with the younger girls then this evening um cecilia the, the, the again the third oldest 
uh, kept asking me if we could do the discussion night, and that it was funny because I, I had, we were doing a cleaning night, and I told her, oh, well, maybe that's a great idea. And then the rest of the night she's saying, no, daddy said we were going to do the discussion night. Daddy said we would do it. <laughs> oh, it's so heartwarming. That's awesome. Teresa. So this week, John Mark picked a question that was like, what is your saddest moment? And we went around the table and hmm. I went last. And I had, um, I've been really blessed that my grandparents have all had really happy deaths. Mm-hmm. Um, the people I know have had happy deaths. So I didn't really have anything associated with death, which you would imagine. Um, But I had been engaged before and the breakup was really, really difficult. And that's really what I remember as like the saddest experience I've had. Um, And the kids were like, you know, the kids were confused. And then they were like, whoa, if you had married somebody else, then (laughs) we would live in a different house in a different city. (laughs) We wouldn't be nearly as cool as we are now. (laughs) Yeah, and I was like, I was like, no, you wouldn't exist. And the kids were like, Dominic... He wow. couldn't even speak. If only you knew the sunlight shines a little brighter, the weight of the world's a little lighter, the stars lean in a little closer, all because of you. He got up and he just like gave me the biggest hug. Aww. And he was like, I'm so glad you married daddy. And it was it was something I didn't expect. I mean, I answered honestly. I could have given them a different answer, but I answered really honestly. And- Speak your mind a little louder, cause you are old. They were just, I mean, they were blown away by this reality. This is your kingdom, this is your crown, this is your story. And this is your moment, don't look down. You know, like our family is something super special. That- profound no what a phenomenal way though to in, in kid form to introduce the uniqueness um, of their nature a custom designed by God and how we participate with that those ideas that you know we can understand in theology but just you've made it very real for them and for any of you listeners out there I mean we are now joined in sort of that ho- hopefully a wonder that God purposefully made us and fashioned us and that you're listening right now for a reason and a purpose in this very moment. And that as we're in this journey together, God wants to all the more uh, be known and wants to know us. I mean, I know that's the whole purpose of family, that we more fully encounter him through one another. So that was... Folks, you're with us in the Family Road Trip podcast. This is the third season, the second stop in the season of Advent. So we call it an adventure into the heart of Christ's Mass. And we do encourage you just to receive the gift. Receive the gift. You know, life is busy. We all have 
uh, demands and, and the seasons, unfortunately, seems to conspire to rob us. But sometimes it takes ritual. We do it with work to structure success. We do it with sports. We ritualize these things based upon an end in mind, a vision. And how often do we, you know, experience the end in mind of family, these homes that God has called us to? Do we, you know, experience Him so, so fully alive in understanding one another? Well, that's what this is really all about. If you go to presenceforchristmas.com, Check out this family gathering guide. Check out the simple one pager. Begins with simple family fun questions. There are daily questions. Of course, there's invitation to apologize for things, which as you've heard tonight, great testimony of how that gets the debris out of the way to more fully encounter one another. You get the mass readings. So really it's the ultimate um, retreat that God designed for us in liturgy to uh, impact us and to express his love and to carve out that road to eternal life together. So we do encourage you to join us in this um, Family Road Trip podcast. Until next time, thanks so much for being with us. God bless you. God bless us, everyone. You are listening to a very special Ignite Radio Live favorite flashback. To listen to other great programs, go to IgniteRadioLive.com. And this time of year, please consider partnering with us. Click on that partner tab at IgniteRadioLive.com. There's no place like home. Take me home. Homeward bound. I'm going home. God bless us, everyone. Hello, everybody. So delighted to be back with you with the Family Road Trip Podcast. I'll be home for Christmas. Wax on, wax off. Inconceivable. You never know what you're going to get. We're on a mission from God. You are with Greg and Stephanie Schleter in our four totally wonderful, totally awesome, totally heroic couples. So delighted to be with you guys. This is season three. For some of you who are asking right now, what is this all about? Well, it's a third time we've engaged four heroic couples. And they're heroic, why? Because they've committed themselves to gathering on a weekly basis with their families to talk and pray. We say to put a flag in the sand, to make it meaningful. Let's acknowledge right up front, and we just have to keep doing this, that there's so many other things that compete for our attention and our affection. And often, even with our discretionary time, and most of us, let's face it, if you add up all the hours of sleeping and eating and work and everything else, most of us have about 30 plus hours a week. And it's worth asking the question, what do we do with that time? Advent goes, comes and goes by so quickly, and with all the craziness of shopping and presents and wrapping and food preparation and baking and this and that. It's time to just slow down and look and see what's most important and what preparation Mm -hmm. are we doing in a spiritual level. And we're responsible, especially those who have kids under the roof. So with no further ado, so blessed to have you all along with us on this Family Road Trip Podcast Season 3. Wow, Steph, already we're at the third stop of seven Crazy. stops. Uh, Advent right around the corner, so appropriate that we are calling this a great adventure. These four couples who've said yes to encountering God more fully alive in their marriages and homes. And we're going to begin tonight in asking a question of each of our wonderful sojourners. And that question is... What was a difficult thing in your childhood that made you stronger today? Let's begin with the Waskoviches. 
You try your hardest to leave the past alone This crooked posture is all you've ever known It is the consequence of living in between The weight of family and the pull of gravity this is Janine, and a difficult thing that was in my childhood was that I was pretty quiet. Um, you know, like my parents would say, oh, she's just shy. And uh, going through high school, I think it was even harder just because it was very clicky where I went to school. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, like after I got out of high school and I had my friends and everything, but uh, I would challenge myself. And um, and I think I've become just a better person. I'm able to uh look back and say, I made really good decisions and maybe it was good that I was kind of quiet. And, uh, and actually I'm there for my children too, that are, you know, struggling sometimes with high school and, and the clickiness and just making the right choices. What's remarkable, Janine, is I've come to know you better. You have great discretion in what you speak about, but those who know you best and love you for your willingness to speak truth um, when it's not going to be received so well. So somewhere in the midst of those years, you have found your voice also in speaking truth with love, even when it's difficult. So I I affirm that, and I'm so grateful for uh, you sharing that. So Janine, I just want to comment on that and just affirm what I see as of a grace that has come perhaps from being quieter is just what a great listener you are an active listener like it just seems like you're really um truly taking to heart what's going on around you and processing that and that's a real gift that we are in great need of today everyone's so anxious to get their turn to say what they want to say and to get points across or to score points or whatever and as greg said you know praise god that you can speak the truth and you know discover your voice have discovered your voice but right alongside of that is that great gift of a true listener. Mike. Thank you. I'm one of four boys and uh, our family sport that we all rallied around year round without ever hesitation was soccer, spring, summer, fall, winter. And <clears throat> I just got sick of it. I, I remember, <laughs> I remember saying to my parents, I don't want to play anymore. And, and their, their response was pretty, was pretty black and white. It's what we do. If, if you're going to be in sports, that's what you're going to play. And I remember thinking, well, I don't want to play. And mm. Well, no, you have to play. And it was probably about high school. I said, you know what? I'll continue to play, you know, honor uh, your parents as, as the um, Ten Commandments teaches us. But I said, you know what? In the spring, I'm going to try out for the tennis team. You can do whatever you want to do. Anything you want, you can do. You can ride a tiger or walk the dog. Didn't even know how to swing a tennis racket. Mm. Just played all spring, all summer. Whenever I had some downtime between soccer games, I kept playing. I eventually made uh, the the tennis team, became the captain of the tennis team. And it just really gave me a lot of energy and inspiration to say, you know what, I can do things that I want to do mm. and uh, use that uh, through my adult life. And it's really been uh, served me well. As a father now of eight beautiful children, um, have you found, um, I don't know, has that informed or instructed you a little bit in your fathering to help them maybe discover what might they might be called to uniquely instead of, so to speak, imposing it upon them? Absolutely. I would say, certainly with sports, I want them to try 
a little bit of everything. If they don't want to try something or they don't want to do something, I'm the first to say it, then you're not doing it. But probably more importantly, I have a couple in college and, and a few in high school, and I'm trying to get them to discover what they want to be when mm. they grow up. And, you know, hey, what feels right? What do you want to do? Don't worry about what I want you to do. Besides, eventually move out of the basement. And <laughs> you can close your eyes to the dark or make it right. You can stop the wrongs of the world if you can make it right. Lasix. I think when I was thinking about this difficult thing in your childhood, um, I was having a difficult time coming up with something. Um, I had a great childhood and I couldn't think of anything that really made me stronger today. Um, and then I realized that it was probably a difficult thing that I didn't realize was that was going on in my home um, to where my fam- I had a mom who stayed at home and I had a dad who ran his own business. And so what I did not realize is that financially, it was a difficult time for my parents mm. raising three girls. Mm. So I didn't realize that until it was older that I could kind of start to see, since I have a younger sister who's nine years younger than me, kind of what my parents did and sacrificed for us. Mm. So it helped me become stronger today that I can then focus on my family and I can not worry about the material things because my parents raised us not to worry about those material things. And um, so I think that just made me stronger as a person and um, in general for myself and then for the family and the kids that I'm raising also. Beautiful. That's awesome. Beautiful. Thank you. Drew. You hear me? We hear you loud and clear. Okay. I had started when I was like 12 or 13. I fell, fell in love with basketball. And it's probably my freshman year. We were going around playing Christian schools. Uh, I was averaging like 30 a game. And right at that point, I had a injury mm. where I popped my left shoulder out. Uh, and then it started, once you pop it once, you start hurting it all over. And then uh, popped out again. Then I popped my right one out. Ouch. And that was about Ouch. 10 times I popped oh. my right one out. And then I had surgery. Then I tried to make a comeback. I mean, this was a sport I played probably like 10 hours a day. And all I could think about, I wrote Mm. um, my goals, uh, what I had to work on on my wall. I mean, every day I woke up, I looked at it. Fumbling is confidence and wondering why the world is passing by. In high school, I came back and then I had hernia surgery, another hernia surgery. Hoping that he's bent for more than arguments and failed attempts to fly. At that time, I felt like my, I don't know, I wouldn't say purpose, but who I was was kind of like taken away. Mm. But what I realized was those techniques that you learn, like doing everything with the right technique, working hard, you can transfer Mm. anything in life. And then you realize really the most important things in life, God, family, that you put those same work ethic that you would in sports, that you would in your spiritual life and your family life and your friends. We were meant to live so much more. Have we lost ourselves somewhere we live inside? Somewhere we live inside. We were meant to live for so have we lost ourselves somewhere we live inside? 
So, I mean, that whole experience, I think, really shaped who I am. And at the time when it happened, it, it seemed like it was a lost cause of all that hard work I did. But it really just builds, I think, character and who you are and, and what you view most important, I think, is in the, uh, the key. And you got to whatever's most important in your life you have to uh give it all that's awesome you have. drew fabulous personal testimonial and i know it is on our ignite radio live somewhere you were on an episode and shared that great testimony in greater detail but a shout out to the cyo organization of our wonderful diocese of toledo and all the leaders who've managed that as long as we've known and even prior to who put such an emphasis with these athletes on character and virtue these uh, building blocks of becoming the best version of ourselves and that sports are awesome yes in many regards but at the heart of it like you say drew it is those building blocks um, for eternal life so thanks so much for sharing that we were meant to live we were meant to live finley's a struggle that you had in um, childhood that made you a stronger person today. Come out of hiding, you're safe here with me. Hi, okay, so this is Lorna. There's no need to cover what I already see. I struggled in my youth a lot with self-worth. Um, I always felt very alone and isolated and uh, a lot of times angry or hurt, very um, self-centered as far as being focused on my feelings. You've got your reasons, but I hold your peace. There's a variety of things that caused that. You've been on lockdown and I hold the key. But regardless, it was a struggle. Because I loved you before, you knew it was love, and I saw Still I chose the cross And you were the one That I was thinking of When I rose from the grave Now rid of the shackles My victory's yours I told the veil For you to come close There's no reason to stand At a distance anymore You're not far from By God's grace, I was always drawn to Him, and I mm. always looked to Him in desperate times. No need to be frightened by Went through most of my life with that struggle, just having hard feelings of you know, no value and no worth and whatever you do is not good enough. And, and I still struggle with it sometimes, but a few years ago, you get to that point where you're like, maybe rock bottom. You're like, mm -hmm. I just can't take it anymore. Looking to God, have to find a way to fix this, have to find a way to be okay with this. Mm -hmm. It's funny. I always like, God, help me be okay with this. And God always comes back with, it's not okay. It's not, you don't, it's not, you don't have to be okay with what the world is dishing out on you. You, this is not okay. What you're feeling is accurate. It made me realize all of that 
they needed was coming from him. You're not far from home now. Keep on coming. I realized that was what I was being filled with. It, it was easier. And oh, as you run, what hindered love will only become part of the story. And oh, as you run, what hindered love will only become. Now I still struggle with it, but it's it's different. I know the, the voice of the enemy compared to, to you know what I think is the truth. I know the truth. It's a beautiful, mm. it's one of those things that was a curse, but also a blessing. It was a big struggle mm. because of that focus on looking to God. I, I feel like I have a little bit of a mission now in my life. I want to teach or my own children or just even people I encounter their value and their worth. for a very specific mm -hmm. reason and there's nobody else in this world that is like you and there will never be and never was before and you're so incredibly powerful and special and God created you to to be you as ridiculous or goofy and odd as you are because <laughs> that's what this world is all about but also in the same term you're incredible and wonderful mm -hmm. and, and amazing and so it's just there's so much in this world where we're hurting and we don't feel mm -hmm. that way you are listening to a very special Ignite Radio Live favorite flashback. To listen to other great programs, go to IgniteRadioLive.com. And this time of year, please consider partnering with us. Click on that Partner tab at IgniteRadioLive.com.